I wanted to make a brief video regarding what's getting kicked up in people as it relates to the situation that has escalated in Ukraine and Russia. And I just want to say, if you're in Ukraine or Russia, my heart goes out to you. My prayers are with you. I am sorry. Literally, I am sorry that this is happening to you. And it's an incredible payload of powerlessness, confusion, probably anger and rage. And I just want to say that I, I, I really call upon people to pray for people who are most directly affected. I do think it's incredibly important that we also deal with those who are indirectly affected. In fact, with a lot of people, they get so consumed with what's going on the outside of them that they don't even have the ability to detect what's going on inside of them. And those, that's dangerous because when we don't understand what's going on inside of us, we can come across incredibly reactive. And I would say for the folks that I see in my practice that all things considered, they're, they're doing fairly well because of the work we've been doing for years and especially over the last 24 to 36 months. And trauma is one of those things to where if you haven't been doing the work up front and you haven't been, you didn't know that you needed to do work on your trauma, when things come, we will find that we are remarkably de-skilled. I think a lot of us, you know, it's probably this shared experience of being full and empty at the same time. It's like we're full of the things we don't want and we're empty of the things that we do want. You know, as a world, I'm not sure that we can catch a break, it seems. We're still in a pandemic. We've had incredible political tension, racial tension, and then this happens. And I think sometimes that's, that's kind of the worst part. It's like, okay, the worst thing happens at the worst time. I want to start with something that I use with my clients as soon as I see them for the first time and then really when they come in. And it's this idea of pacing. You know, pacing is how fast we're going on the inside. And pacing typically goes up the more information we're consuming. So the more information we feed ourselves, typically our anxiety is driven up. And our body is probably the best place to be able to detect how fast we're going. So for example, when I'm when I'm looking at someone and their eyes are darting all over the place or they are fidgety, that's something that lets me know, hey, this person is not in their body enough to control how fast they're going. So I think it's important that we pay attention to how fast we feel. You know, when you're talking, are you talking with somewhat of a, a steady cadence or are you just rapid paced? You know, are you someone who you're all over the place and you can't hold your attention for five seconds? And if that's the case, a couple things. Number one, you need to be mindful of how much information you're taking in, number one. But also maybe you have an underlying trauma or an underlying anxiety. And I tell people sometimes when it comes to anxiety, you're not walking the dog, the dog is walking you. For some people, like when I see them in my practice, it's like, hey, when we ask them to slow down, their anxiety goes up. If, if you feel more anxious when you slow down at first, that, that that's normal, okay? You gotta stay with it. And I think one of the things that you can do is you can, you can pray. Pray kind of drops us into a meditative state. I think operating in the Psalms right now would be a good idea for many of us who need reassurance and we need that feeling of safety. The first thing I like to start with with people who I see in my practice is window of tolerance. You know, window of tolerance is this, this window of being able to think and feel at the same time. It's this ability to be regulated, to be able to cope and soothe. I always like to tell people, you know, take an arm out and you just kind of pet it a little bit. It's kind of weird, I know. But this is our ability to do, our, do, do this to ourselves emotionally. And when we go through significant trauma, even developmental trauma, complex PTSD, 
our ability to cope and soothe and stay regulated decreases quite a bit. And I would say as a globe because of the pandemic and so forth and what people are bringing into this Ukraine situation, our window of tolerance is even less. And, and that's dangerous because when you are outside of your window of tolerance, you go hyper arousal, you can become panicky, impulsive, hypervigilant, edgy. You can become highly aroused and say things and do things out of anger and rage. And we're just super anxious, right? So window of tolerance is something that when we're out of it, we can go to kind of that anxious place or we, we can drop down into hypoarousal. Hypoarousal is where we feel numb, dead, passive, hard to think, depressed, disconnected. We start to feel those feelings of nothingness. And I always ask people, do you feel numb or do you feel nothing? And I think what we've been through as a globe sets a lot of people up to exist down at the bottom of hypoarousal as well. So that window of tolerance is something you need to be very, very mindful of where you're at. And your window of tolerance, and I don't care who you are, if you're a human being over the last 36 months, it has decreased. And we have to actively work to increase it. Our window of tolerance doesn't just narrow. What we can see in the world narrows. So for example, when you go through a really hard situation, it kind of tightens your field of view. And you can really only see that one thing that's based off of threat. And the thing about trauma is, is that the perception of the threat is decisive. So for example, when we feel threatened, the part of the brain that doesn't ask for permission gets us to do things to create safety. Well, creating safety can be problematic if you're in hypoarousal or hypoarousal, right? We can get into addictions, we can get into discussions, we can get to we can get into altercations with people. All kinds of things can happen when we are not regulated. So again, that window of tolerance is something to be very aware of. The last thing that I would say that is important is to kind of sort out what you're actually being affected by right now. And what I mean by that is that when you look at trauma, trauma exists within the realm of a timeline. One of the things that I would really encourage people to do is to take some time, maybe even to journal, what you actually feel affected by right now. One of the things that I tell people when it comes to trauma is you have what's called generational burdens or uh, legacy burdens, and then you have direct burdens. So a direct burden is I get parented a certain way that leaves scars, right? My parents who were affected generationally by different types of traumas that were experienced throughout their family line, maybe that's not what I'm directly affected by, but what I am directly affected by are the parents who were affected by those generational issues. The reason why I bring this up, what's going on in Ukraine has been going on for a long time. What's going on in Russia has been going on. What's going on in China, the United States? This isn't just something that appeared now. This is about a story arc. We're struggling to find our place in the story of what's happening in the world. A lot of us, especially in the states that were parented, were parented in reaction to the trauma that occurred in Europe. I think some of us probably are getting a little bit triggered because we don't have a way to work through and separate and kind of tease apart the generational trauma that's been passed down throughout generations and the trauma that we experienced directly. I think that what your parents taught you about other countries, not just other cultures, but other countries matters a lot. And I tell people all the time that when it comes to trauma, it's more caught than taught. Here's what I would journal, especially for those of us in the older generation. What messages did you receive from your parents about Russia, about Ukraine, about Europe? 
Maybe you're in Asia and maybe it's the United States. Again, the globe is starting to polarize and become even more reactive towards one another, which is really sad to me because we're still in a pandemic and we need to heal and we need to be able to come out of that. But regardless, what we are taught lays dormant until something happens and we get rattled and then we become reactive. And looking at the messages that we received is really important because unless we understand those messages, we don't understand what makes us feel threatened. And if we don't understand what makes us feel threatened, we don't know how to create safety. I think there's a lot of people right now who do not feel safe physically and for good reason. And it's realistic, especially for those of us who are actually in the conflict to not feel safe physically. But I also think there are even more people who do not feel safe emotionally. And that's kind of what's heartbreaking for me is that we lead unexamined lives. And then when these types of things happen, we get triggered like crazy and we don't really have the skills. We don't have the tool set to deal with it appropriately. In the next couple of days, I'm going to be releasing a video on PTSD. I think it's going to be PTSD in five minutes or less. And just a brief overview of PTSD. And I think it's really important for those of us that are having PTSD symptoms that are being aroused to be able to have a little bit of an understanding of what's happening in us. I hope this video gave you a little bit to think about and hopefully it creates a little bit of a process for you.